Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Get ready live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Cowboys have a better quarterback. You're trolling. <laughs> How many MVPs has that guy won? Rodgers had an off year I'll for an MVP quarterback. I'll take the 30-year-old guy over the 40-year-old guy. Oh, really? Would you have said that when Brady was there? Today's guests, host of Nothing Personal Podcast, David Sampson, editorial director, Kevin Van Valkenburg, plus your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, Yes, it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're live on the Roku channel and this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate series XM and more. We finally have a hard knocks team. It's the New York Jets. What a shocker. The all-star game is all complete from last night in Seattle where, you know, uh, it was an interesting game. We'll talk about it on this program. Christopher Eubanks is up two sets to one yes. on the number three player on the planet trying to make the the uh, semifinals at Wimbledon at age 27. What a story going on right now in the world of men's tennis. It's the ESPYs tonight. I'm in my 21st straight year of having my invitation lost in the mail. Can we just crash that thing no, tonight? Absolutely or? not. That's got to be a record. That's right. yeah, going to be great. Um, welcome to this program. I'm just going to be straight up with you. Uh, it's one of those days of the year um, where Wimbledon's basically the only live event that's going on um, right now. And uh, it, we, we have that sort of talking to the substitute teacher type field uh, here on this program. Uh, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We have some crazy ass ideas in our heads that we're going to throw out <laughs> over the next three hours. Let's just see what sticks. In the meantime, uh, we are going to talk some baseball. Last night's All-Star game, and now that the second half of the season is going to start uh, later on this week, we've got uh, David Sampson, former Major League Baseball executive and podcaster now of note, will be joining us in about 18 minutes' time to talk about Shohei Otani and what is going to happen over the next three weeks, period, end of story. I want to talk uh, to Samson. Kevin Van Valkenburg of that terrific site that covers the world of golf, No Laying Up. We're going to have him back on this program to give us a little bit of an idea of what the hell did go down on uh, Capitol Hill yesterday when the U.S. Senate started looking into the Live Tour, PGA Tour um, agreement and uh, the documents that got revealed and what they revealed about anything that's real or is it just a lot of negotiating like hey i want a green jacket i want a cheeseburger <laughs> and you'll get nothing and like it 
So we'll discuss all of that mm-hmm. with Kevin Van Valkenburg later on on this program. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you, hey, Rich, sir? What's up, brother? Good to see you, DJ Mikey D's and D's Nuts. What's up? How are you? <laughs> How you doing, Rich? Good to Good see morning. you, TJ Jefferson. How are you over there? The candles already lit. I'm doing great. Fantastic. You, I'm great. I'm great. Um, <laughs> the uh, Major League Baseball All Star Game last night. National League wins three to two. Uh, it was a two-one game going into the. Eighth inning, and Elias Diaz of the Colorado Rockies hitting a two-run shot off of Felix Bautista of the Baltimore Orioles. And that's the way the National League won their first All-Star game in uh, 11 years. How about that? Um, So congratulations to uh, the National League, which, uh, who knows, based on all the news coming out of Seattle, that expansion might be coming to major league baseball and the leagues themselves might get mixed up and all of that business. Um, lots of change coming to the world of major league baseball last night, game time, three hours and three minutes. Um, there was a pitch clock in the, in the game last night that did start. Uh, I, I loved it. Uh, I'll be straight up with you. Um, I, I loved the way it started with, uh, Garrett Cole giving up uh, two shots in the first inning, one snagged by uh, Randy Rosarena. Um, and b- b- let's just put it this way. When, when the All-Star game starts with leaping catches into the fence by both corner outfielders, <laughs> that's cool. a neat way to start it. Yeah, and then cool. a, uh, uh, a stolen base, uh, a uh, uh, caught stealing, right? Yep. Um, Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy. You don't oh, run on Rangers. Sean Murphy, yeah. apparently. Uh, that was a fun way for the first inning to start. We've got a, a little bit of fireworks. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was your Midsummer Classic. Uh, Shoei Otani with two at-bats. Which he didn't cool. put the ball in play once. One was a walk. One was a strikeout. That's unfortunate. Yep. Um, what else uh, did I get out of it? Oh. The uh, overturned home run. We saw an overturned home run last yeah. night. Uh, I liked, by the way. Did you uh, read into the uniforms? Let me just talk about that. <laughs> I understand what Major League Baseball is attempting to do. Every sport does it with uniforms. They they want to create something that you, as a consumer of their sport, will purchase, whether it's for yourself or it's for your child that's sitting there saying, dad or mom, whatever the case may be, you know, that's cool. And then all of a sudden you make a mental note, you get it for the kid's birthday or you save it for the holidays or something like that. I understand that's what it's for. Trust me, I have covered um, color rush games for the NFL. If you remember those where uh, it was the Rams against the Buccaneers and it looked like Ketchup versus mustard. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was as if a ketchup bottle was going against a mustard bottle. And it's just like, okay, who the hell's going to buy an all mustard uniform? <laughs> so I understand what these leagues are going for. But I want to see like a United Nations gathering a benetton commercial i want to see everybody in their uniforms home and away the american league would have had a home uniform on and instead you know you're seeing their caps and you can't even tell what team it is 
because the caps aren't the colors of their original team. So you, it's it's all just one big mishmash of colors that you don't normally see them wearing, and I can't stand it. The NFL did that too, right? They started creating uniforms specifically for the Pro Bowl and right. red, white, and blue or stuff like that. Yeah. And I, oh, the NBA did it. Uh, the one year the NBA had the players wear their own jerseys, and I thought that was great. That's one the team was in dark. It's the way it always was. was. You know? Yeah, this is and the pants, just the all black pants on the NL team with the a little logo on the hip. Like I, I, it was so confusing. It, you can't tell who's which one. Didn't you know, like you it. can't tell. Didn't like Certainly it. since so many of these stars, as you pointed out yesterday when we were asking how many Hall of Famers are in the lineups tonight prior to yesterday's I'm game. Many. Well, you said that there's a lot of young, young stars. Players, young stars. So there's a lot of young stars. There are a ton of Texas Rangers and Baltimore Orioles that were in this game, and they're young stars that a lot of folks don't know. And um, can anybody tell which team these guys are on? Put on the, I don't mean, know. And the other thing, too, about last night, um, that I did notice, and then I'll get to a couple things of positive notes that I like, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a glass half full guy, I'm a baseball guy. guy. Uh, you know, um, the, the, the introductions, you know, you used to, um, when you're introduced in an all-star game, if you were reserve, you just ran out to the baseline of your side and you'd step forward with your names announced and wave your, your hat. Mm-hmm. And then if you were a starter, you came running out of the dugout. And then you stand, you stood in your spot on the line, and you, you, you waved. Last night, baseball decided to have a a carpet from the right center field bullpen fence all the way in, and they announced team by team. It took a half an hour. So for a sport that was so, it's so about selling themselves on pace of play. Yeah. It took a half an hour to introduce everybody, and they were running in, you know, like it was a brawl. I'm coming in. I'm coming in from the pen. It took a half an hour, you know, and um, I was just like, can we get to the game already? And then when the game started, you got a sense that these guys wanted to win. You really did. And I really enjoyed the fun competition of it. Yep. And I thought Fox did a great job. I mean, miking up Freddie Freeman and um, up Mookie the Betts. Although the, the unfortunate part about that is we were listening to Mookie and Freddie Freeman have byplay when – Otani's up there and you know and we're listening to this when Zach Gallen who's an incredible pitcher and that nasty pitch he struck Otani out on like I I I would have liked to have focused in on that a little bit but hearing Freddie Freeman is just an absolute delight when he told a Rosarena when a Rosarena singled and he told him uh you got to choose one thing or the other you can't you can't uh steal a hit and get a hit you got to choose one (laughs) that was funny and then we want to talk about a bold choice. How about Nate Evaldi saying, I will wear a wire and an earpiece while I'm pitching in an all-star game. It's cool. And and so he's hearing you know, like Joe Davis go, it's a 2-1 pitch. Like he's hearing the narration yeah. of his pitching while he's pitching. But Del Tufo, can they turn that off? Yes, but they don't. Joe doesn't. They don't. They leave it on. For so the pitcher? Yeah. Oh, the pitcher was oh, yeah. hearing. He's he was hearing everything. And, and, and the neat part about it is I think they, you know, Joe Davis stopped doing that when Evaldi had a, a couple runners on base. Yeah. 
But then he started talking pitch strategy with Smoltz. That's cool. Smoltz like, what are you going to throw here? And then you could sort of hear himself also say to himself when he threw a first pitch strike, I forget to who, he's like, finally got ahead of somebody. <laughs> so you're hearing his, he like shared his inner monologue with us. But that's what this game is for now. I loved it. It, it doesn't, yeah. Dude, you know, I loved World it. Series home no, field not it. on the line. Like, let's kind of mess around and have some fun and innovate a little I've bit. I've never seen a pitcher mic'd up with an earpiece in while he's actually pitching. And if you, uh, you know, Evaldi started giving up hit after hit, and he's, what are you going to mic him up and talk to him as he's being taken out of an all star game? Like, you have to, there's, you're running risks as a broadcast, but also as the pitcher. It's a bold choice. And he didn't give up any runs. That was one of the maybe, one of the most impressive performances I've ever seen in an all star game from a pitcher, you know. So that was fun. The scoring was tough for me. You know, 3-2 final. You look at some of the yeah, other all-star games. Over, pal. Those days know. are over, Those days are over. NBA, you know, they're scoring 180. The Pro Bowl is in the 40s. And we're locked in at a 3-2 pitcher's duel Dude. because every pitcher throws 105. It's also the only sport. That's not that fun, though. It's not a lot of Again, action. Baseball is the only sport where the defense has the ball. Defense possesses the ball. That is is the only sport. Yes, so but the obviously game now when is that all about, happens. The game now is all about action. It's about speed of play, and it's about putting the ball in play. Got like it. Runs are up. Stolen bases are up. Yes. Average is way up this yes. year. And then you get a 3-2 All-Star game, and you're like, that takes over three hours. And you're like, huh. Well, okay. it's because some of the scoring in a Major League Baseball game is because the person coming in in the 5th, 6th, and 7th isn't as effective consistently as you would like. Because you know, it's a starters, tough watch. That's, so what that's I'm saying, saying is that everybody that throws out of the pen in a Major League Baseball All-Star game is somebody who can touch 100 and probably some throw some off-speed pitch at a stupid rate where it's still off-speed at 93. You no, know, I, I and so and, and so and invariably they're facing somebody who's pinch hitting coming off the bench, which is a reason why Diaz's home run was really impressive. You're coming off the bench. All-star game. That's Felix Batista up there. He went yard. You know. And then again, you know, Diaz versus Batista. is like, was anybody saying on Tuesday morning, can't wait for that matchup? It's not they're ex- young stars yeah. that you don't know, and they're wearing these nondescript uniforms. You can't even tell while they're at the plate what team they're on. Originally, where, where can I follow this guy? As Diaz is rounding the bases, if you just turned it on, you're like, where can I follow this guy that just got me off a couch? Oh, I can't tell. Because I can't see he's a Colorado Rocky. Yeah. Well, anyway, rate, David Sampson's about to join us. Uh, Kevin Van Valkenburg of No Laying Up in hour number two uh, will be a great conversation about what happened on Capitol Hill yesterday. What are the next steps for the Live Tour and the PGA Tour as the Royal and Ancient takes center stage next week um, on um, uh, for the Open Championship at Royal Liverpool, something you can watch on Peacock right here on Roku. And uh, so, um, and Cam Smith, last year's winner, plays on the Live Tour. So yep. next week's going to be quite fascinating. Sure so we'll hit all that with Kevin Van Valkenburg. I have the top five things I want to see the most 
on the New York Jets Hard Knocks. It's coming now officially. Let's go. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take your phone calls throughout the day. Trust me, we've got more than enough time for you as we keep an eye on an emerging story happening across the pond, as I'm mandated to say as an American sports broadcaster. Of note, a 27-year-old Christopher Eubanks played tennis at uh, Georgia Tech at age 27, making a run for the ages. He is trying to close out um, Medvedev to advance to the semifinals of Wimbledon. Medvedev, the three seed. So this is happening right now. We'll keep an eye on that over the next three hours. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll talk baseball with David Sampson, the host of the Nothing Personal podcast, former president of the Marlins, when we come back. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together, and they do it with a smile so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee. And right now, you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of Power Torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, a couple minutes away from our radio audience returning. That's when we're bringing uh, our first guest of the day, David Sampson. Um, so where are we right now um, in uh, in Wimbledon right now? He's up two sets to one. Is it 6-5? Am I seeing that properly? It's 6-5. Yeah. So. Daniil Medvedev just uh, went up 6-5. So yes. we're, we're one so if he... service hold by Eubanks away from a third, fourth set tiebreak. Correct. That, that if Eubanks wins, he wins this match and gets to the semifinal. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Wild, wild story. Have you ever been to Wimbledon? I have not. I I've have. only ever been to I've the U.S. Open, which is incredible. Yes. U.S. Open's amazing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Wimbledon's on that bucket list. Australian sure. Open's the only one I've never been to. I've never been. You've been to Wimbledon, Mike? No. I want to go. I want that some bucket. That's one of my checklists. You'll never go. <laughs> Don't say that. You'll never go. How do you know? <laughs> because you're, 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 I, I, you know, I have these tickets to uh, Wimbledon, but I got to do, I got to do that game on FS1. No, I won't do the game. I'll go. I'm going to retire. You decide, I have three more years, and I'm done. Are you taking? I've already. I've, no, I'm retiring at thirty seven. Done what? Did you? Did you I'm do? Retiring. No, you're not. When are you retiring? Three years. No, really? Done. Mike, you said that three years ago. See, like Favre. No. You're, really? That's what everyone says. 
But you don't know, be able to I'm give not going to lie. Last you're going to leave here in three years? I would stay with you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks. Throw some I'm not going to travel. Honestly, I'm not going to do honestly, any of the It's like, it's like you're semi-retired sitting here. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. Wimbledon's a checklist. <laughs> I only have three things I want to do. Oh, Wimbledon's hey. one. Yeah, did Wimbledon you, did Masters. You, uh, Okay. Did you get out of your gig that we were talking about so you could go to some no, concert? No, I gave the tickets away. That's exactly why you'll never go to Wimbledon. I asked you won't him even if go he wanted to, to go. Ball. He didn't really, he was kind of hedging to on what? it. Cool the gang and, uh, and Earth, Wind, Fire. He had tickets to that. You wouldn't even Fox, give it a gave ball. Ball. He mentioned it in passing like three weeks ago and then oh, never mentioned it again. I gotta boy. be honest. Oh. Wow. Look at us. The Rich Eisen Show Radio <laughs> Network back on the air. The Rich Eisen Show desk is what I'm sitting at. It's furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just simply stop by. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, as I mentioned, he is the host of the Nothing Personal Podcast and former executive uh, with the Florida Marlins, David Sampson, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you been, David? I am doing well, Rich. Good to hear from you. What'd you, what'd you make of last night's All-Star game? What'd you think? I loved it. I loved the chance for Julio Rodriguez. I loved the chance for Shohei Otani oh, yeah. begging him, imploring him to come to Seattle. I loved the chance about selling the team for Oakland. I loved, I loved the excitement, the possibility of the walk-off by Julio at the end. It was great. What do you think Manfred thought of it, sitting there hearing those chants? What do you think? Does not make him happy. I've sat with him when there have been chants or boos. Uh, he doesn't enjoy that. But he is, he's pretty good about trying to separate it, though may, maybe gotten a little bit worse as the years have passed. In the beginning, it would be absolutely sloughed off, and now I think it impacts him a little more. This Oakland situation has just been a disaster from a PR standpoint. Well, I mean, it's happening, right? I mean, the, the, the A's are gone. I can't imagine how you know, they wind up staying in Oakland long term based on anything that's happening right now, right? This thing's toast. David. No, I actually don't agree. I'm one of the few who okay. have been saying from the beginning, this is what I did trying to get a new ballpark for Miami, is we went right to the edge of relocation. Okay. Right to the edge. Like almost tipped our toes in the Vegas waters. It's what you may remember the San Francisco Giants did this. They were moved to Tampa. It was a done deal. And then all of a sudden they had a ballpark deal in San Francisco. Uh, the White Sox back in the day were going to move to Tampa also. Tampa was the stalking horse for all these different teams. I still think there's a chance. As a matter of fact, the mayor met with the commissioner in uh, Seattle in an effort to show the commissioner how much public money they're willing to give to keep the A's. Right. And so, but the commissioner has basically come out and said it's a done deal, essentially. How does, I guess anybody could reverse course. Walk me through how you see the A's could stay in Oakland. Uh, A deal would have to fall apart in Vegas. The political atmosphere in Nevada um, basically blows it up? I mean, is that what happens? Or walk me through your thought process. No, they got they got the public money they wanted out of Nevada, and they got it in a way that it's not specifically for the Oakland A's, actually. It's for a Major League Baseball team. So Nevada and Las Vegas are perfectly primed and ready to be an expansion opportunity, and MLB wants to expand. That's the number one issue for the commissioner. And he came out and said, no expansion until Oakland and Tampa are taken care of. But what he didn't say is, there's other teams with stadium issues once Oakland and Tampa are done. You've got Milwaukee, you've got Arizona. It'll be a whole new cycle of new stadiums and threats. It's the endless cycle. And so in Oakland, the way a deal could come together is they haven't yet 
done any agreements in Nevada. No construction agreements, no operating agreements, no non-relocation agreements. We had to negotiate for over a year with the county and the city in Miami for agreements that are inches thick, hundreds and hundreds of pages, and it's not done in Vegas. And there's a lot of progress on the Howard Terminal. So I think it just takes a conversation between Mm. John Fisher and Rob Manford to get Oakland back on the front burner for Oakland. And uh, they'd have to want to do that, though, right? Do you think they want to do that deep down heart of hearts? They'd hit a reset button on it, David? No, I I don't think that that's what John Fisher wants. But at some point, the owners have the bigger say. So if John Fisher doesn't have the votes, he needs 23 votes to relocate to Vegas. And owners don't like rewarding other owners unless it's been earned. (laughs) We never would have been allowed to relocate the Marlins. We had not been in the game long enough, and we knew that. So it was an empty threat when we were threatening relocation because we knew we didn't have the votes. I'm not so positive John Fisher has the votes right now to take away an expansion market. Well, David, you know, I uh, I, want to make sure that you're you're, – you know, leaving this show in a few minutes uh, better than the, what I just found you. So I, I say this in, in that spirit. Maybe um, the Marlins didn't move to Vegas is because you pr- pronounced Nevada, Nevada, which pisses people in Nevada off significantly. I know you went to Cardozo. You might have picked it up there back east. Um, but I just want to make sure you understand. I don't want people to be pissed. Nothing personal, as they say on your pod, uh, but it's Nevada. David. So I will go with Nevada from now on. You have to. Trust me. You do not want to piss these people off. They get How do you say upset. the city in Kentucky where they make bats? <laughs> Louisville. Okay. That's what I say, Louisville. You have to. It's not Louisville. They That pisses them off. Okay? It's Louisville. It's Louisville. Uh, Louisville. By the way, I would on SportsCenter, whenever I talked about Denny Crum's team or whatever, I wrote it down on my script L-O-U-Dash-Ville. That's how I did it. So you understand. Also, Stuart Scott wrote Booyah, Booyah, B-O-O-Dash-Y-O-W. Just want to let you know that too, David. Okay. There has to be a top five list of cities that are mispronounced. Yes. And I assume Louisville and the state of Nevada there you go. are on that list. David Sampson, the coachable David Sampson here Thanks, on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, what is happening in the front offices of the Los Angeles Angels today, the day after Seattle fans are chanting for Otani? Chants are great, but uh, Otani saying through his interpreter, losing sucks. Uh, the Angels know that. They're one game under 500 now, and Mike Trout is out for the foreseeable future. What is happening in that front office do you think today, David Sampson? They're approaching Artie Moreno as they do every year with a possible plan, and Artie Moreno tends to veto such plan. He doesn't want to be the owner who traded the best player who ever played baseball. He doesn't want to get it wrong, and he wants to believe that he can re-sign Otani. I think it's practically malpractice not to trade him, but I predicted on nothing personal that he won't get traded. The Angels are very unlikely to make the playoffs. They could make go on a run, maybe, but it's unlikely in the American League. He is a wild card. And so why not try to get something for Otani and do a Chapman? When the Yankees traded him to the Cubs, he won the World Series with the Cubs, and then they re-signed him as a free agent. I believe that the Angels could still do that with Otani, but I don't believe Moreno has the guts to trade him. Well, what would it net him back? You know, A-Rod said on the pregame show last night, hey, if I'm Seattle, 
I trade for Otani right now. And my thought would be, if I'm the Angels, to trade him in division, uh, I'd have to ask for either Luis Castillo or I'd even say, screw it. Uh, I'll ask for J-Rod. You know what I mean? Like, this is oh, Otani. You're not get that. No, I, I, I get it. But uh, so then they're not getting Otani. Then, I'll, I'll, you know, let, let him walk, I guess, or I will trade him somewhere else. You know, um, and the question is, is if he is a rental, uh, what does the rental of the world's rarest, most expensive, most wanted car look like to you? So a couple of things I just want to address is that now that the schedule is balanced, it's not as big a thing to trade in your division. That used to be a very big thing with owners. They never wanted to trade like the Yankees wouldn't trade with the Mets, even though that's not division. Or Jeffrey Loria, our owner, would say, we're not trading with the Braves or the Mets. That really isn't as big a thing as it used to be. Okay. But the rental concept, Rich, that's the big deal, is how do you value a player when you may only have him for a few months? And the first thing that you ask during the negotiation is you ask for a window to negotiate. And I don't think Otani will sign a deal with anybody who trades for him, but you ask for that window, and even that permission is worth an extra player <laughs> when you're negotiating a trade. Huh. Okay. So give me an idea of what uh, a trade for Otani, the rental, would look like, David. Two prospects in, in a team's top 30 mm-hmm. and two major league-ready players off your team. That's it. It's a trade where you can say, if you're the Angels, that we're, we have players for our future, we have players for now, and our full intent is to re-sign Otani. And for the team that acquires him, they get to say to their fan base, hey, we're going for it. We're all in. Look what we traded. We traded four players for a guy who may play 70 games for us. And once you're in the playoffs, it's a crapshoot whether you're going to win the World Series. You know that. It takes a lot of luck to actually get the ring. And so you're risking trading away a lot of your system for a very short-term rental. So the real value for Otani would have been last year, the way the Nationals traded Soto and got all those players, Mm -hmm. because the Padres had so many years with him. The people who get Otani, you got a few months. It's not enough. So, a uh, couple questions following up there. The two major league ready players are one of them um, all star caliber. I mean, because again, I understand you're just getting Otani for two months, but it's Otani you're getting for two months. You're not just you're getting you're getting an ace pitcher and you're getting a thumper. And you're getting a guy who can go from first to third and could go from second to home. You don't have to pinch run. I mean, he is the true unicorn that you're getting. Is, and is. and Fanny's in the seats, asses in the seats. I mean, so you'd have to get at least uh, an all-star caliber player back, no, for him? So not for a rental. It just so huh. The way we would do it is on the board, it's actually two trades. We would look at trading Otani the pitcher and Otani the hitter. And what would each of those in a deadline deal, a rental deadline deal, what would that get? And you could say it would get you one good prospect, one medium prospect, and one other body. So there is a world where it's six to one, six players for one, with two top prospects, two middle prospects, and then two others, sometimes even window dressing. But that sort of number is what makes sense to me. Uh, But again, Soto was worth more than Otani is now. Even though Otani is a way better player and he's two players, the extra time in uniform actually trumps the difference in talent. 
David Sampson, Nothing Personal podcast host, as well as former Marlins president here on the Rich Eisen Show. So then you also said uh, when you threw that potential deal for Otani out there, the Angels' perspective, saying our, our intent is to s- still re-sign him. Do you think the Angels would have a better shot at keeping Otani if they looked him in the face and said, look, you know, Trout broke his hand. We get it. We want you to be with a winner. We want you to taste winning, but we're coming for you. We still want you. Um, do you think that, that is, that's possible, that, they, that, that it would be better for them to trade him uh, out of love rather than hold on to him and hope? What do you think about that, David? Is that what you're I implying? I love that. I actually talked about it on Nothing Personal, that exact, exact scenario where Artie or somebody, it could be Perry, but goes to Shohei and says, listen, where do you want to go? We want to give you this gift. We'll figure out a trade to the team you want to go to. The player empowerment, the likes of which you only see in the NBA. We'll do it for you right here. But I want to know that we're in the game. If you're telling me that there is no chance that you will come back, then I'm less inclined to do what you want here. But if you're willing and want to, and if you want to stay with us, great. We'll skip getting the six assets. You tell me, Shohei, what you want. I would do that to the player, even though it goes against my views of player empowerment. Well, and obviously it would be um, easier to do that if you trusted the player and his representative or you truly understood his intent and, and the, his inner workings and the way he ticks. We had Pedro Martinez on yesterday, David, and he said, Otani's so nice he will never ask out. He will never say, this isn't working for me. Losing sucks. I want out of here. So what do you know about Otani's intention? His, who, is, who is his agent? What are they doing behind the scenes at all? So I don't know Otani. I know Ichiro very well. And so I can tell you that the level of respect that Ichiro has for the game is very likely shared by Otani. Mm-hmm. The, the, the way that Ichiro respects management, respects his teammates, understands the process, never wants to ruffle feathers of any kind, I can imagine Shohei being that way. But if you are Shohei's agent, you have begun the process. So tampering goes on all the time. We would speak to agents about players on other teams all the time. And it was normal. Everybody was. And so you've got to understand what the market is. And you've got to give your player, meaning Shohei, all of the opportunities that he wants, which is to go to a team that's going to win, go to a team that can still have a high payroll, even while paying him 50 or 60 or 70 a year, and being in a city where he's comfortable. And the agent is in position to know that better than anybody. David Sampson here on the Rich Eisen Show. So I guess just to wrap up this conversation, um, the Angels going into the season, their hope was Trout, Rendon, Otani, all the rest of the kids that we have, it's going to blossom. It's going to bloom. Phil Nevin's going to do it. We're going to go to the playoffs. Otani's going to see what it feels like to go to the playoffs here. Who knows how far we go, but it'll be great, and that'll be easier to re-sign him. Uh, That bird has flown i think that is not happening that is now fantasy land and it's certainly i think settled in to the minds of everybody involved when the hammock bone inside um trout's hand broke so what what happens now that that best case scenario for the angels is gone what is the best case scenario for the los angeles angels right now with otani do you think it's that there was a deal in place when he came from japan and something that the commissioner sent us all a memo about, saying, if you have a deal in place with Otani, 
that is for his free agent years, we're going to find you and you're going to be in violation of the rules and we're going to punish you. We all thought that the Angels had violated that when he chose the Angels. As you recall, it was not like a dice case situation. He didn't have a huge signing bonus. We were all competitive. The Marlins could have signed Otani. It was all about uh, where Otani wanted to be. And we were told you can't promise him anything. But we thought Artie Moreno did. We're going to find out soon enough whether he did and how much money actually Otani may or may not have been promised. So where this goes is fascinating. Everybody's watching it within baseball and outside of baseball. Frankly, it's the biggest story right now in baseball. Well, whatever Moreno may have offered him, um, okay, allegedly, not factually reported. Correct. Um, Correct. It, it, it certainly can't be worth what he's worth now, <laughs> honestly. So maybe it was just an option, so and wh- he could opt out. So what would that? What would, if this in fact happened, David? What would that look like? What would the evidence, the fingerprint, be for something like it's, that? It's almost impossible, and because in the scenario where you can catch someone doing something nefarious, it would be if Otani were hurt or wasn't a good player, and all of a sudden got this large contract that didn't seem to fit the talent. That would be the smoking gun. That's what baseball would be looking for out of the Angels. Now, if you give Otani $700 million over seven years, it would be hard to argue that, oh, that was a (laughs) pre-determined deal. Well, they wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been that, right? So the yeah, evidence would be if it, if it's four hundred million, right? If, that if he takes a, a hometown discount to stay there, I don't think he would. I mean, honestly, he may be a sweetheart of a guy, but this this contract could start with a seven, and I don't think anyone would bat an eye lash, right? So you're saying something really funny, which is imagine now, given Otani, if he signed a $200 million yeah. 10-year deal. Yeah, right. Then we look and say, wait a minute, that can't be right. Yeah, that That's reeks of 2018. That's, that, that reeks of something that happened a long time ago, you know? Exactly. So, <sighs> so we're going to wait to see. It's going to be fascinating to watch, but Otani, to me, is going to break the record because you're signing two players. He takes up two spots, which is what you want. You can pay a 26th man the minimum because he is top of the rotation starter and a middle of the rotation bat all in one player. The long-term part is the problem because it's hard to imagine, while it's been three years in a row, how many more years can he do this? Can this really be his entire career? That's a bet that's really hard to make, but owners will be willing to forget the last four years of a long-term deal and hope that he's good at one of the two things. David Sampson. that would be a bonus. Yeah, that would be. No question about that. Uh, David Sampson, before I let you go, uh, news breaking out of New York City, out of the Bronx, New York. The Yankees have made a deal with Star, two R's if you're scoring at home, I believe, uh, insurance. And um, their, their deal with Star Insurance must be so insanely lucrative because they're putting the logo of this insurance company on the uniform. On the friggin' yeah. Yankees, you know, uh, <laughs> do we need to take up like twenty five? Does Hal need the money? Like, really? Like, what? What is this about? Do you think, David? Seriously, I, I'm I'm not familiar with what you're asking because that's like saying when a company is profitable, does it not do something to make more profit? Mm-hmm. Of course they do. So you're always looking for new revenue streams, right? And so this is a revenue stream available to the Yankees. 
that is not owned by Major League Baseball, so they don't split it 30 ways. So they're going to capitalize on it, much like they are on owning their own streaming service through Yes Network. So the fact that they can get 20 to 25 million is a real problem for baseball because it again separates the haves from the have nots even further. The Marlins deal with ADT, I promise you, is not 20 million a year. Well, I don't think it's going to be a problem for baseball, David, because you know Cashman will spend it on one guy who can't hit the curve, right? <laughs> it just he's going to be all or nothing at the plate. You know, we we know that. <laughs> That's still a problem, so, right? Or who will be uh, have two or three trips to the injured list? We all know uh, that's what will happen with that extra cash. So what do they care? I wouldn't bat an eye. You can't say that because they don't sign the right players, <laughs> that the ability to sign the players to begin with should be discounted. Oh, that doesn't seem fair. Excellent pushback, David. I appreciate you pointing that out, but. <laughs> Honestly, though, I mean, the tradition, and I, 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 that doesn't matter. Or is this like a larger deal that has to do with another business outside of the Yankees? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's growing more than just the pie for, you know, a revenue where he doesn't care about a luxury tax. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, we, we might be seeing that. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, not to get too conspiratorial, although it's his business. He could do it. He does business with Jerry Jones and name stadiums and does all those deals. Could that be part of this? I don't know. Cause why the hell put a patch on the Yankee uniform? What are you doing? Because they can remember it was not allowed before. This is a new revolution. Wait till you see the helmet patches. Those are coming. Just you wait. What do you mean? What do you mean? Helmet patches, um, uh, advertisements on the helmet. Where's that going? Side front. Where are we going back? I think it would have to be side or back. I think side. They do it internationally. Right now, baseball allows it internationally. Yes. They're going to start allowing it teams. Just wait. Like a NASCAR helmet. That's what you're saying. <laughs> I, I think it'll only be one. Okay, just one. I picture NASCAR just helmets as having like 12 spots. Well, if they start looking like the Wolverine helmet, then we got a problem. You know, like if a guy with, who's, who's got 15 touchdowns for the Wolverines, it fills up his entire helmet. Oh, God. You just changed my life, Rich. Is that what those stickers are, that every time you score a touchdown, you get the sticker? Same thing with a Buckeye, everything, yeah. Or you do something well on the field, good tackle, good moment in practice, you get you get a sticker. That's what it is. Oh, so it's not just touchdowns. It's no. any time. Who, who's in charge of the stickers? I, I don't know. That's a good question. Coach, somebody. Um, it's not me. I know that. I, I definitely know it's not me. <laughs> oh, it's, I, I don't I, think the MLB helmets will look like that. No, I know. David, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Congrats on the success of your pod again. Um, and uh, let's do this uh, again very shortly. Appreciate it. I look forward to it. Have a great day. Right Thank back you. at you. That's David Sampson, everybody. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I guess we'll find out. Since Artie Moreno did a little wink-wink and a nod-nod. You come here. I'll take care of you. What's, what's your beak? Whatever side agreement that may have happened <laughs> back then isn't even close. Yeah, right. Is not even remotely in the area code. Time so was that three years ago, right? Three, three, three years X. ago? Otani? Yeah. No, this is his fifth year, I think. Has he been there five years already? Yeah, I thought he was so. six. Six years? Let's see. So 2017. Let's yeah, 2018 was his first year. Okay. So this so is, then, but this is year six. So then yeah. whatever, what would be the, the, the biggest contract in Major League Baseball in 2018? Well, I think it was Harper and uh, Machado back then, right? So I, was, I think it predates Harper and Machado, doesn't it? 
But it was in the. I think it was probably whatever Samson gave oh, Stanton. Uh, gave Stanton, which was what? 280, 300, something like that? Double it. Now you can. But oh. back then. Oh, back then, you know, that's. That was back a, then, it's like, we're not, you know. We, that was a lot. Remember Harper and Machado, it went all the way almost to the combine, to the start of spring training. I remember that. For those guys to get their big deals. Fun conversation. Once again, Double very important. It's Nevada. You say Nevada to somebody or Oregon oh, yeah. to somebody from Oregon. Oregon. From Oregon. Honestly, Bad news. when we when I was in, in, in <laughs> Redding, California, doing local news, we had a sister station in Medford in Oregon, and I was a New Yorker, and I called it Oregon. <laughs> You know how we'd call it back in the day, you know, when we were there? Oh, yeah. So I started, the Same deal. I yeah. started writing on my sheet the word organ, just like playing an organ. That's it. I wrote O-R-G-A-N. Louisville. Louisville. Like Louisville. It is, you, don't, you wouldn't call it Oregon donation, you know what I mean? Well, it's not the Oregon Trail. Yeah. Oregon. It's you know Nevada, another, Louisville. You know another Write it down. town I hear? Instead of Birmingham, uh, they pronounce it Birmingham. 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 But, uh, you, got, you put an R in there. It's not Worcester. It's not Worcester. It's not Worcester. Quincy, Quincy is like sauce. the MD no, or the ME. There's a Z in there. Worcester sauce. Quincy. <laughs> I learn all this stuff. So I learned that. Uh, overtime. We'll take a break. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. What was your baseball game like? My baseball game, actually, my baseball game was pretty good, but I, I couldn't, I didn't play in high school. I played like recreational league in um, Babe Ruth. Okay. And I used to pitch. Pitch yeah. as well. Pitch and hit. Yeah. So, what was your pitching game like? Uh, the pitching game was pretty good. I mean, I didn't, you know, I, you I, I, had a, I was a heavy ball. I didn't know, I had no idea what, what I, how fast I was throwing. Huh. But people used to say, man, you got a heavy ball. So when you, we're watching you swing in Major League as Pedro Serrano, yeah. is that your swing? That's my swing. <sighs> oh, and I don't know if we ever talked about this, but okay. every ball I hit out, mm -hmm. I hit out, except it, not as far as they shot it out because they have to reverse the camera. Hold on a second, Dennis Haysburg. <laughs> how many how many home runs did you hit? Well, I hit, Major well I hit three in, in the movie, right? Mm -hmm. I think I hit three in the movie. I hit every one of them I hit out. Okay. And all the batting practice, you, you... Oh, yeah. I used to hit... Oh, yeah. I used to hit routinely. 
So were you the best hitter of all the actors? In I that would movie? say so. I would say so. So Charlie and I were the only guys that could really pay, play baseball. Um, Wesley was really athletic. Okay. And could run, but uh, wasn't he, much of a hitter. He couldn't hit, but you, but could Charlie hit, or he was just Charlie could hit, and Charlie could pitch. But you went yard more than anybody else in the cast of, oh, yeah. of Major League, except for the you know the guys, the, the baseball guys that were out there. <laughs> Actual. So who was the worst? Oh, I can't. I won't say. Yes, that. you can. You oh, absolutely man. can. That microphone works. <laughs> Corbin Burnson, could he? Uh, Corbin was okay. Uh, I think Tom Tom Berenger was like maybe the no kidding. Worst. Yeah, I love you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you forced it out of me, man. Our YouTube archive, go check it out, but be very careful. Make sure you have time because you can go down an algorithm wormhole with our almost nine-year history of the Rich Eisen Show at YouTube.com/slash. Rich Eisen show. Great chat with David Sampson right there. He thinks it's still a shot for Oakland to regain the A's if things work. But the owner, the owner wants to go to Vegas. I think the commissioner would prefer to have a team in Vegas. I think. Put but words I, in their I, mouth. David's point of Major League Baseball does want to expand, so that's using up one of the hot expansion spots. So you're going to put a team back in Oakland as an expansion? I, d- I doubt it. Seems unlikely. Cheaper to keep her, as they always say. And how about, he's basically saying the Angels should have traded Otani before the season. Last year was dick. But you, you, you're you going with Otani and Trout and all, you, you're you're trying, you're going for it. You're trying. It's a message to the fans. And it looked like it was working. It was. Interesting point on the Soto, how, you know, they were able to get a little bit more because right. if he had two years left on his deal. Rich in Temecula, California. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Rich? How you doing, Rich? What's, What's go- going on, bud? What's going on in your mind? Hey, you know, I was watching that game. You know, I'm from Seattle. And what a reception. They're, you know, chatting out, come to Seattle, no Tawny and all that. And he kind of shrugged. I saw a couple reports. <clears throat> what I would think of a proposed trade, even though it's interdivision, it would have to give up somebody like a Kirby, a Logan Gilbert, maybe a Kelnick and a couple top talented guys to trade for Otani. I don't know if that's going to happen, but if that's what the Angels are thinking, interdivision, that's what Seattle would have to do. A couple, number one, two younger starters, maybe Kelnick and a couple young young studs. But my thought is he's going to end up in L.A. like an eight-year, 640, like oh, 80 year for the Dodgers. So that's kind of... Let me just tell you something. I, and thanks for the call. Great, great, yeah. great food for thought, brother. Thanks for the call. Um, first of all, how, if Otani winds up with the Dodgers, it would be again. I think. Please no. Um, hold on a second. I believe um, uh, Pedro was the one who brought up Hide- uh, Hideo Nomo. Yeah. Nomo mania was was nuts. insane <laughs> yeah. in this town. And how much better is Otani than Nomo? Three uh, X, five X. I mean, uh, Nomo threw a no hitter. All due respect. Uh, with all due respect. <laughs> All-star but, games? No, I, I mean, Otani, again, he doesn't put on the uh, the starter warm-up jacket when he <laughs> reaches base. Okay? Yeah. So it would be insane, and I know you're like, please don't, and I know why you're saying that. However, you would take Cage. All the time. Damn straight you would. <laughs> so, again, that's why I'm saying it's not just any rental here. It's the greatest rental in the history of expensive, rare most in-demand cars in the history of cars. It's the great. It's the it's the most incredible <laughs> rental ever. 
So that's why I'm wondering, I'm wondering two prospects of your top 30 and your your best players, uh, two, two, two major league ready players. And I, heard, I know the names that, um, you know, our colleges threw out from, from Seattle. And I found it interesting. David Sampson said, hey, the balanced schedule now, you, you see your, your in-division yep. rivals pretty much the same amount of time. You see everyone else. But that said, you know, I know the Angels and Dodgers play each other a certain amount of times. Having him just sit right here in Southern California, I don't know if the Angels would ever trade Otani to the Dodgers, unless no. Otani says that's where I want to go. But again, Pedro said he's not going to direct them. It's going to be, hey, it's on you. You figure out what to do. And then uh, once we're done, I'll deal with it. That's what it seems like is Otani's approach to all this, which is unfortunate for the Angels because I'd like some direction. You know? I love some direction, but... The alternative, I mean, could you imagine all of this plays out? Because this intrigue's only going to, you know, get more intense. Certainly if the Angels lose more than they win, as we're kind of expecting without Trout. Well, they, say they come out of the All-Star break here and drop five, six, seven it. straight. Or or four of six or, yeah. you know, and played just barely middling 500 baseball. Yeah. Could you imagine Otani just plays out a string in September here? And just and, and yeah. for a team that we're nobody, but you, you, we're just paying attention to because they Otani is doing Otani like things. Or he's in a home or, run chase, or or, or, something. or or he's taking a team that is actually in the in in a wild card slash pennant race. That's not him and his team. Could you imagine that happens? Oh man, we'll talk live tour PGA tour coming up next. So Stanton's deal was uh, thirteen years, three hundred twenty-five million. <laughs> I would say you double that for a Hold on a minute, though, but 13 is, is way too long. for th- Like, that's a small number for 13. That's true. Oh, 25 a year for Stan. <laughs> Please. That's a, that's a, that's 25 a year? He's, he should make 50 a year. What? You know what? If I'm Otani's agent, again, I'm, I'm not comparing him to Machado. I'm comparing him to Messi. I'm comparing him... To Ronaldo, and I know I'm 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 talking to soccer fans and, or football fans. They're like they're not even the best or the highest paid. The, I'm I'm just trying to let folks here in this country know, whoever is the highest paid athlete on earth, name it. Whoever that person is playing, probably in the Premier League right now, or or playing football somewhere on planet Earth, Ronaldo. Is he? He think, is, in I fact, mean, the highest-paid player. Real quick, yeah, 136 million. It says highest-paid. And I'm sure, but you know, Messi's two, and Bobby's three. LeBron. That's what I'm. T- I'm. I'm saying, I want to be paid like that, and they'll be like, "Get out of here." That's not that. That would break our our entire scale here. But that's the way I'm thinking because you know you're gonna have asses in seats and patches on arms and trophies in cases, most likely. <laughs> 